the Olympics is this uh, world kind of event okay. that you probably should be watching. This is kind of, in some ways, like when Michael Jordan said, I'm, I'm done, I'm gonna go play baseball. This, I did not expect this to become a political controversy. And episode's over. Hey Josh, what's going on? You've been watching any of the Olympics? Nope, not even a little bit because I don't have TV. You don't have TV? I don't have any. <laughs> Shut up. I don't have any cable TV stuff. Like, Is that only on cable? Uh, I mean, I don't have a regular people TV like NBC, ABC. I don't have those channels. All right, because well, you got to pay for all that stuff. Okay. Well, just so you know, <laughs> and Olymp episodes over. <laughs> the Olympics is this uh, world kind of event okay. that you probably should be watching. Sure. Um, and there's a lot going on, lots of really cool events and random events. Like there, I saw this like horse trot thing. Yeah. That's an event. Now. Yeah. The gallop. And then they have like, Classic. A, I, guess they ha I guess they have like three on three. Yeah. The half court three on three. So I do know about that. Some yes. of it is kind of like, yes. why is this an Olympic sport? Correct. However, some other things like track and swimming mm -hmm. and gymnastics yep. are uh, a lot of the, um, intense mm -hmm. Olympic sports. And so it just came out recently that uh, world champion 30 Olympic and world championship medals uh, very widely recognized as the greatest of all time gymnast, Simone Biles. Yes. She withdrew from one of her events. How dare she? And as you can imagine, this has caused a plethora of reactions. This I did not expect this to become a political controversy. So this yeah, one caught me off guard. This is fascinating. And so... Um, we're going to talk about this today. Yep. Welcome everybody to Kingdom Thinking. Today, Josh and I are going to dive a little bit more into three different perspectives or three different responses granted from journalists, but representative of the public sphere in many ways mm -hmm. to, um, this is kind of in, in some ways, like when Michael Jordan said, I'm, I'm done, I'm going to go play baseball, you, you know, in, in some ways. Um, I don't know how far I'm willing to push that, but greatest at her craft uh, at easily. this time. She's the GOAT, yeah. Um, and she's saying, you know what, at least she didn't withdraw from the whole thing, right. but just from this event, she said, I I'm not going to do it. Right. Um, this is huge, right? This is earth earthquaking kind of stuff in the Olympics. So there's three responses that, that I, want, I want us to analyze. Number one, she let her country down. Yeah. Number two, her country let her down. And number three, which is the most interesting in my opinion, um, she showed excellence as a human being and failed as a gymnast. Okay. So let's jump into the first one. She let her country down. Th this one was very interesting to me. Um, Texas Deputy Attorney General, the dude's name is, let's see, where's he at? Um, Aaron Wrights. Mm -hmm. So Aaron Wrights is the attorney general in Texas. He tweeted um, a video of 1996 gymnast uh, Carrie Strug. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever seen yep, the video. Yep. She's kind of she's injured. She had an injured ankle, and she still persevered to uh, help her team win. Yep. So he tweeted out this video, and then he captioned it with quote, "Contrast this." with our selfish, childish, national embarrassment, Simone Biles. Yeah. Not surprisingly, yeah, he took it back. <laughs> so that that probably uh, struck a flag in, in, I guess, their county Twitter <laughs> or whatever. And uh, somebody was on damage control and said, yeah. no, how, how, how is this? 
My personal social media comments do not represent Attorney General Paxton or the office of the Attorney General. He began, In a moment of frustration and disappointment, I opined on subjects for which I am not adequately versed. That was an error. I can't imagine what Simone Biles has gone through. Yes. Golf clap for the damage control uh, quote there. Um, So... I'm less interested in in this tweet itself sure. than I am in this perspective because I have heard a lot yes. of this. Yes. Some of it has been veiled, right? right? Uh, some of it has been very overt. Um, and so, what do you think about this? This perspective of like, come on, like you're you're a professional. You're somebody who's probably going to be really wealthy with endorsements. You're popular. You have all the influence. You have everything you could possibly want. You're and and you failed your duty to represent your country. You you're supposed to be tough under pressure. That's why you're there and not me. Right, right. And and you cracked. Yeah, you failed. I, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's a joke. Uh, I think people who hold this position are genuinely not intelligent people. <laughs> okay, let me be very clear here. Uh, so there's a couple things that come to mind right away. The first one being. Uh, I think if I remember the stat correctly, it was like for a gold medal in the United States, you only get like $37,000, right? So I had a, one of my best friends growing up was a speed skater and he trained with Apollo Ono oh, all the time. And he missed the Olympics in 08 by four tenths of a second. And I remember watching him go through high school and through his college years, living on food stamps, training to be uh, an Olympic like athlete. And the amount of money our athletes get in comparison with like other athletes who have fully funded programs and like they train for these things for their entire life and they're paid for by the government and they are sent out as elite warriors to compete on behalf of their nation. What we do here is like, that's just an afterthought for us, right? Like our best athletes won't even compete in basketball stuff, for example, because it's just like, meh, don't really care, you Mm -hmm. know, that kind of thing. And so for somebody like Simone who does gymnastics, which is not a high revenue grossing sport, it's like, she can only be doing this if she is obsessed with this as a craft and as like a commitment and a desire to be a life definer, you know, and at least this in this part of her life. She's the most decorated Olympic medalist that we have, just period, right? Like even including Phelps. You're just like, what are you, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, so I just think it's, uh, it is a weird, it is a weird era, bygone, you know, kind of fleeting uh, viewpoint that I think is totally asinine and deserves to be ridiculed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to put a little more kind of like concrete, I suppose, details to some of that, um, it seems to me that this is the most dismissive, to, right. to put it charitably, right? Sure. Uh, I will not put it charitably. Yeah, so if you don't want to put it charitably, <laughs> I don't charitably, think it deserves you would say that. it's like it's ignorant. Yeah. Um, at, at worst, at best, it's, it's dismissive. Yeah. She specifically cited mental health reasons, Mm -hmm. right? Meaning my well-being. Yeah, that Um, plus uh, aerial disorientation, right? right? And so the idea Meaning like, like, I'm going to break my leg if I do something wrong. Yeah, if you can't see where you're going in a flip, dude, if you have one second of that, I'm done. I just... Right. So dismissive. um, But but this is interesting to me, though, because I think, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this on our third perspective. This brings up, I think, a perspective of how we have commercialized our athletes. And so I think if we follow the logic here, if athletes are a product of our uh, commercial interests, where, I mean, just, just think about this for a second, right? Do we really need like national gatherings every four years to play sports? 
and and I'm not you know trying to be cynical. I'm I definitely could never be an elite athlete. Yeah, of like course. That. I'm not being dismissive at all. Yeah, but I I I am a little cynical and skeptical about how much we actually value our athletes in comparison to how much we value these massive money making Correct. events. Well, and, and you just follow the money, right? Like Singapore will pay their athletes a million dollars for a gold medal, right? So it's like that the value placed on that athlete is substantially by far and away greater than anything we care about with our people there. So it's like, yeah, compete if you want, compete if you don't, we're going to make a lot of money off of it. Branding is going to be cool. Exactly. The McDonald's Olympic rings are going to be super popular, right? Like <laughs> all the corporations have just moved from like pride month now to like Olympic Th that's month. That's correct. Right. It's, and so it's, it's just, next, a, it's a cash It's grab. the next thing on the, uh, the global financial yes. agenda. Right. Yes. And so if that's the case, which I, I'm going to say it is, of course, then this, it follows. Yeah. Because all she's, she, she, uh, she is, is worth or the way that she is seen is as a vehicle yeah. for the commerce. Yes, yes. And so I at least respect that he's being consistent. <laughs> yeah, unbeknownst to him, by the way. <laughs> There's no way that guy thought that through. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, of and course. And so if we see our athletes as products of entertainment mm -hmm. and products of uh, commerce and GDP for our nation, then this is actually what we would say. You Correct. let us down. Correct. So by withdrawing... Uh, from this event, not only are you bringing negative attention, uh, but also costing us an opportunity for a medal, so on and so forth, um, then this devalues you. Yeah. Um, and so what surfaces is the actual dehumanization yes. at that point. Yep. And I, I just think that's interesting. Yeah. And we're going to explore that a little bit more because on the polar opposite spectrum of that response is what I think is is great. Um, and, and to be fair, the overwhelming response has not been that. Yeah, right. The overwhelming response has been the opposite, yeah. which is um, we need to support this person. Mm -hmm. We need to surface and emphasize and reiterate her humanity mm -hmm. uh, over and against this role that she plays for us on TV. Mm -hmm. um, and to that end, there was this article on the Washington Post by columnist, Sally Jenkins, where she shares her perspective and she says things, um, since the time that Simone Biles was among many others, by the way, she's a sexual abuse survivor, mm -hmm. um, by the then team doctor, Larry, uh, how do you say his last Nasser. name? Nasser. Mm -hmm. Larry Nasser. he's now in jail. Um, the US gymnastics officials and committee have failed in their duty to protect and support the athletes that represent the USA Gymnastics. Yeah. This is according to, to Sally Jenkins. And so the way she makes her case is like, now, now wait a minute. She uh, Simone Biles has been uh, on this team involved in this industry for over a decade. Mm -hmm. um, in that time, not only has she survived sexual abuse by this team doctor, she's also been a part of the, I mean, what would be the charitable way to say it? Um, flimsy handling of yeah. the investigation. The, the chief of the committee, uh, what's his name? Steve. Steve Penny. Steve Penny mm -hmm. um, is now uh, suspected, I don't know how substantiated this is, but of actually being part of kind of the fumbling of the FBI investigation because he knew about Larry Nassar's uh, activities and things like that. Not only did he withhold it from the people, the, the children, right? right? Right, These are minors. Right. He was supposed to be protecting. He actually used it and leveraged it for uh, his own purposes and, and that of the FBI investigator at that point. So 
the kind of stuff that went on, the, the collusion is gnarly, yeah. right? So she's not only a part of that, but ultimately this columnist point is, if, if you wanna say that she's letting her country down, you really have to step back and see how she has no reason whatsoever to have any trust mm-hmm. in these authorities mm-hmm. and these organizations who have done nothing but benefit themselves. Well, they weren't looking after her good then. Why are they going to start now? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So her, Sally's point is, no, no, no. Her country let her down. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is interesting to me. Um, I think there's there's a this is the most sympathetic response. Yeah, no doubt. I would say. Um, I think it emphasizes her humanity, her autonomy, mm-hmm. if anything, mm-hmm. right? To choose for herself over her role. Dude, she's 24. She's got a whole life to live yeah, that's, outside that's of that. Not, I mean, she maybe old. has like one or two more if she wants Olympics in her, right? In terms of being able to compete at that high of a level with yeah. people from around the world. And there's an argument to be made that her taking herself out actually was more likely to help the U.S. secure the silver medal, but it's beside the point. And so it's this idea, it's like they didn't care for her when she was underage, right? And all of that stuff. And we know, like, one, we know trauma is already stored in the body. Mm-hmm. So there's other conversations to be had there probably Correct. for a different podcast. Correct. But the idea being, like, if we're going to be – so for me, I will always be about, like, athlete mobility and support and kind of, like, asking athletes to look out for themselves because it's like, dude, you know your body. You know what it takes to get there. You're the one in the gym putting in work. It's like you know how far you can go. You know how far you can take it. And in a sport like that where you have 90 seconds, whatever it is, for your floor routine after training for – you know, three and a half years, years, right, to get back to that kind of spot and dealing with all the competitions in between. It's like, if you can't go, you can't go because you've done that floor routine so many times that you know that thing like the back of your hand. So it's like, of course she should be able to emphasize her autonomy here. Like this is, it is all quite literally on her shoulders. Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. And what I notice about this perspective too is how it seems to um, enmesh Mm -hmm. her role with her dignity as yes, a human, right, right? right. And so at first, this seems really good. It's like, no, this is great. Right. We're not only recognizing you're more than your role, you're a person. Yeah. Um, but on, on second thought, I think um, Dylan Hernandez from the LA Times actually makes a really good point okay. about the dissonance that we actually have from perspective number two. Okay, so explain that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dylan Hernandez is a writer for the LA Times. Uh He actually wrote this article today. Yeah. Um, And he says, he titled it, and I I think he did this intentionally, right? It's inflammatory Mm -hmm. because he he explains what he means. But he says, Simone Biles excelled as a human, but failed as a gymnast. Okay. And he explains exactly what he means. He's not being like disrespectful or demeaning at all. But he's essentially what he's saying is, for all of us who want to jump on the support, uh, in support of Simone Biles and emphasize her humanity above her role or her commercial value to the US or the gymnastics team, we have to realize that there's a dissonance in our response. Okay. And and this is what he says. Uh, um, I'm gonna read the whole thing just because it was so good. I didn't wanna cut anything out. Yeah. So just bear with me here. He says, The impulse to want to defend Biles is entirely understandable. She was a spectacular performer and a worthy ambassador for her sport. Simone Biles looks on after pulling out of the women's team final Tuesday at Tokyo Olympics. Whatever the reason, if she felt she couldn't compete 
or even she just didn't want to. She shouldn't have to. That's her right as a human being, considering she was sexually abused by Larry Nassar under the watch of the USA Gymnastics. She certain, certainly didn't owe any anything to the governing body. Her only obligation was to her teammates. If they were okay with her refusing to attempt her vault, everyone else should be too. However, it's incredibly disingenuous to defend Biles the gymnast with the same arguments used to defend Biles the woman. Mm -hmm. This is where it gets really interesting. Pressure is a fundamental part of sports. The ability to perform under duress is what sometimes separates the great from the good and professionals from amateurs. Performance in major events are appreciated more than those in minor events, in part because of the stress. Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan because of what he did in the NBA postseason, just as Biles is Biles because of what she did in the 2016 Rio Games. There's a reason that Argentina's victory at Copa America soccer tournament was celebrated outside of South America. The championship was, was Lionel Messi's first in an international competition, without which his career might have been perceived to be incomplete. Biles' backers who decried the weight of her burdens sounded like the people who complain about the violence in football. What do they want? For sports to be banned? because there are no sports without pressure, just as there's no football without violence. Arguments that her failure makes her more human miss the point. She's wealthy and famous because of her ability to not look human. Equally ludicrous is the rationalization that what happened didn't affect her legacy. Think of it this way. Would her legacy have been enhanced had she led the US to another team gold and defended her individual all-around title? Of course it would have. And to those who reacted to Biles, mid-competition opt-out by saying, so what? Well, she didn't do her job. To be clear, Biles can choose to not do that job. That is her prerogative. It doesn't make her any less of a person, but don't pretend it didn't make her less of a gymnast. The refusal to acknowledge this reality sends her the wrong message, that her worth is actually directly linked to her achievements. So accept her failure as a gymnast and embrace her athletic shortcomings, few as they may be. Let her know her value as a human won't be measured by her scores on the vault or floor. Mm -hmm. So in short, here's what I gather from this. If I'm reading him correctly, he's saying, we as the consumers and viewers of this, we need to put up a mirror and take a look mm. because we can't have it both ways. Part of the reason that we admire, we applaud, and we even demand mm -hmm. that our favorite sports superstars uh, be great all the time is because they do things that aren't human. Sure. Is because they play when they're sick. Yep, yep. Because, the, because Kobe made two free throws with his torn Achilles. Mm -hmm. Because MJ had the flu game. And we say, yes, that's what we want. But then they break. Mm -hmm. And then now we go try and pat them on the back. Mm -hmm. And so what, what I hear him saying is, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you can blame Larry Nasser and you should and Steve Penny and you should. Sure. But if, if you're not willing to take any of that blame for what we created, we're the ones who break these athletes, then, then we're kind of missing the point as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I actually kind of agree with this. Interesting. Yeah, I don't at all. Okay. Uh, not even a little bit there. <laughs> so for me, this idea... Uh, is a bit of it feels like I'm being forced into a false dilemma, okay. right? Where I have to choose like this one option or the other, right? And, and so, 
Uh, I'm not trying to create a separation between who she is as an individual and who yeah. she is as a gymnast. That feels like an unnecessary choice to kind of pigeonhole me into in terms okay. of the thinking there. Uh, the idea of saying that her legacy can be less cemented or somewhat tarnished by kind of backing out here is insane to me because we don't do that with any other athletes, right? Like we don't look at when Jordan came back from the Wizards and sucked for several years and go, eh, man, like that was a bad part of his legacy. Or it would have, you know, maybe at best people will say, yeah, it's probably better that he just stayed retired. Sure, but nobody ever tarnishes his legacy in that. If that's the most declarative statement you make about Michael Jordan was like, yeah, those years with the Wizards were like less than stellar, then you go, yeah, okay, that's fine, right? And so for Simone to back out of this, I, I don't understand how that can tarnish her legacy at in any way, shape, or form. Like, okay. I, I fundamentally disagree with that idea because of what she's already done, the fashion in which she's done it, how old she was when she did it, and how much more she can still do post this Olympic game with all the stuff that she has left in her career time-wise. There, So if, she was, if this was her last Olympic Games, maybe there could be an argument to be made for that, but that feels short-sighted to me considering she is only 24, right? And so there's far more career kind of left for her to play. And the idea here of an athlete being able to know their body better than anyone is a combination of like knowing who you are both as an athlete and what your limitations are as a human, right? And, And those things are, in my estimation, not meant to be pulled apart, right? Like those two things work hand in glove. I I would argue those things are mutually inclusive, right? And so for her to be able to pull out is a recognition of where her limitation is going to put her. And I think I would make the argument that that makes her kind of more in tune with what's going on in the situation around her and having the, the spatial awareness to be able to pull herself back and then instead say like, let's see what we can do kind of next time around. And so, uh, it does, I don't think this is an evidence of like failure as a gymnast at all. Like I, I'm firmly out of that camp. Okay, so that's fine, but that seems to be more peripheral. Sure, to in what, what, what way? he's saying. In what way? Oh, I, that we need to take responsibility. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I can get behind that conversation a little bit, right? That we need to be clear that athletes are like LeBron always makes you right more than an athlete there. Uh, that's fine. And I think that this, I think the stance that most people are taking in support of her is actually doing that. I think that's actually doing a good job So by saying it's okay for her to back out right, and not put any pressure on her. Correct. I think that's collectively as a society that we're actually recognizing what he's saying, but I don't think you have to call her a failure as a gymnast in order to make that point. Yeah. And, and I, I think he would say that he was being inflammatory sure. on purpose. I don't think he believes that she's a failure as a gymnast. What I think he's saying that is important is that we don't realize that our posture, which I would say is the, the humanistic, the Christian one, yeah, yeah, is actually betraying of these values we say we have sure. for our sports. Sure. And, and if we don't look at that dissonance, then we're not really being honest. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I, I don't know that he can make the R. I mean, again, don't pretend it makes her less of a gymnast, right? Like that's a that's a pretty descriptive and declarative statement there. And I don't like I that's the one thing that I can't get behind in that our article. I'm good with the, saying that as a, as a whole, we need to examine ourselves more closely as yeah. consumers mm-hmm. there of what's going on uh, and kind of pay attention to the demands that we put. I mean, because fan is short for fanatic, right? Uh-huh. And so that's part of part and parcel with being. That and you admire those people who can do things that you can't. And right. The physical prowess that they, you know, prowess that they have uh, as as athletes and as people. Uh, but to have a down moment like this to me feels 
part of the equation and doesn't warrant the conclusion of like, eh, less of a gymnast, if that makes sense. So what are the limitations then that you think we can have on the value that we place on something like professional sports and not reach the level where, okay, we've dehumanized them. Yeah, we've I've turned them into Jerry, products. Jerry Seinfeld said it best. You're cheering for laundry, right? It's like- You're cheering for what? For laundry, right? The players change, but the uniforms stay the same, right? And that's what mm. you're cheering for. You're cheering for the uniform there. And so the idea to me is like understanding that when people come in and out of the purview of my favorite sports teams, yeah. right? Like the Dodgers and the Lakers and everybody else sucks. It's like, I will cheer for them vigorously. But as soon as that player is on to another team, I will still like them and I will be like, hey, that's great. Like, I'm really glad. Like, a uh, great example. When Derek Fisher left the Lakers and went to Utah the first time there, I was very sad. Derek Fisher was like my favorite player growing up. And, and so watching him leave was really tough. But anytime the Lakers played against him or when he was with OKC, I was like, uh, that's great. Like, good job, Derek. I always hoped Derek would do well, but I never wanted him to like win against the Lakers. Before, though, this guy that I had so like, vigorously cheered for so i think that's the limit like understanding mm. that like you're cheering for a uniform and you fall in love with players but when they go on they still have a lot more life to lead and it's like like it's just it's a seasonal it's just for a time yeah there and so not getting so overly attached to players is probably the best way to do that right like not letting your day be ruined by a sports game going poorly. It's probably yeah. like a good barometer to check when you've crossed the line. If your day's ruined because the Dodgers sucked, then you probably need to check like your maturation for sports and your love of stuff like that. I'd say you'd have your priorities wrong. So I want to end with this quote from her. Mm -hmm. uh, Simone Biles, that is. She said, the outpouring love and support I've received has made me realize I'm more than my accomplishments and gymnastics, which I never truly believed before. Yeah, that's crazy to me to think that somebody who's arguably been the best at their job ever. Yeah. Right, possibly. Yeah. Like any given person at their job. It's hard to make a case that somebody was has been better at their job. Yeah. Um, and yet how easy it is uh, to forget. I mean, she's only 24, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, that she is more than that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's that's a sobering reminder yeah. to all of us. I mean, none of us are ever going to be that good at our job, but we are not our roles. We're right. more than that. Yeah, yeah. And this is the, the phrase, right? You move from success to significance, yeah. right? And she's realizing that she holds a tremendous amount of significance because of who she is, not exactly. because of what she's done. Right? right. And so being able to recognize at the end of the day is, is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, we would gladly send all of our support, respect, and... Um, recognition of her the value of her decision dude i almost snapped my neck at a trampoline park i can't imagine doing what she does yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Even one it, iota it's crazy that. so yeah that's awesome yeah what do you guys think which which of these takes do you think is the most uh, explosive and what do you think we we missed uh on such a you know hot topic like this so leave us a comment and we'll see you guys next time on kingdom thinking